The content of this program is meant for educational purposes only because knowledge is power. However, the controversial subject matter discussed may not necessarily reflect the views of this station, its management, staff, or its advertisers. Change only happens when we, the people, become part of the solution. That's why more and more patriotic Americans are tuning in to the Power Hour. Now, here's your host, Dave Krieger. And a pleasant good morning. It's 8 a.m. Central Time, where we are. The Power Mall is now open at 877-817-9829. And, of course, this is how we stay on the air, folks. So if you don't donate and buy from us at the Power Mall, we don't stay on the air anymore. And see, it's necessary, especially this year, because we have to get the word out. And see, I, I had a conversation with my lovely wife this morning about the uh, the fact that a lot of these news stations, they all come out with the, if it bleeds, it leads stuff. I, I found many, many years ago as a newscaster in Kansas City, uh, for the number four station in the market, by the way, that went from totally dark to number four. It's never been done in an Arbitron book before. And uh, I can take the claim to fame that I was a news director of that radio station at the time. And I did not believe in if it bleeds, it leads. Who wants to hear bacon and eggs first thing in the morning? I mean, if I, I literally could just pick like two states, I'll give you two states anywhere where these illegal immigrants have been. And I can just read all the, if it bleeds, it leads, involving illegal immigrants and just make everybody depressed. Why do that? Nobody cares. Unless it happens to them. But see, the thing is, is why should everybody get off on, a, on the wrong foot? First day of the week or whenever. The 10 o'clock news. We get bombarded with all this. So-and-so got shot today. And we take that to bed with us. What are we supposed to think? No wonder we're not getting quality sleep. Wow. A West Virginia hardwood producer shut down their plant on Friday. 600 people out of work. This is Allegheny Wood Products. Been operating for the past 50 years. Situation there described as very sudden and unfortunate. The decision affects 850 workers and contractors. The outlet noted state officials are working to help find jobs for those who no longer have one. And gee, why is that? Well, let's see. Who do we point a finger at now? See, they got, um, you got Hardy County where they're at in West Virginia opposing a second fumigation facility that Allegheny was seeking last year. Company withdrew its application for an air quality permit last May. And now they closed. Okay, well, you know, all those in Hardy County that had a job there, I hope you're happy. Don't know why, but, you know, like I said, you can, you can read into the story on our email blast. Paramount Global, you ever watch them? They're, you know, connected with CBS. Yeah, this is the Hollywood giant, Paramount Global. They own CBS, Paramount Pictures, Comedy Central, Black Entertainment Television. Pluto TV and many other media properties. Their financial outlook took a hit last Friday when S&P Global slapped it with a credit watch negative. That's Standard & Poor's, by the way. 
over concerns about the company's cash flow. Not doing well. Wonder why that is. Paramount just laid off 800 employees or 3% of its workforce to cut costs. Layoffs represent the latest Hollywood bloodbath following similar moves at other media giants, including Disney, NBC, Universal, Amazon, MGM Studios, and Universal Music Group. Before we went to break, we were talking about this college-level graduate, wah, 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 on TikTok and X, got all these views. And, of course, people complained to her about, you know, what did you think when you went to school? What you major in? Forestry? Yeah. Something useful? Yeah. A new study confirms that almost half of America's college graduates are now working at high school level jobs. Hell, yeah, went and got a degree. Now I'm at Mickey D's flipping burgers. <laughs> uh-huh. I was doing my best James Brown there, folks. See, he even made it. He was good, man. He felt good. Yeah. Broke some records, made the charts, and he had more than just a one-hit wonder. Besides, I feel good. I got you. I feel good. Remember that back in the 60s? James Brown, man. And the famous flames. You see, it's available to everybody, and you don't have to act all entitled like this little twit did getting on TikTok and X. I mean, people really took issue with her. But then you start reading about the collaborative effort and the study by Burning Glass Institute and Strata Institute for the Future of Work confirmed the trend reported in other studies that employers are increasingly turning to factors other than college degrees to determine competency. Well, darn, I remember when I was news director for the number four station in Kansas City, I could not hire college graduates. I had to hire somebody with experience. They wanted somebody that had understanding of news, not somebody that was going to get on the air and stutter and stammer and whatever. That's the first thing the program director asked me before, you know, I got to interview a bunch of different people to fill a news vacancy in our news department. Do they have any experience? Well, then don't hire them. You see, and if you had gone to a trade school, rather than sit there whining on social media, which I just, like, you're going to find an audience that cares? Really, come on, everybody's trying to make it in this country. That's what you want to call it now. It's been degraded. Gee, I'm surprised Standard & Poor's hasn't downgraded the United States of America yet. Of course, now, there's a big difference between we, the people's U.S. of America, and United States Incorporated. Big, big, big difference. Despite what is seen statistically as a robust labor market, the study confirmed 52% of college graduates are underemployed a year after graduation. Even 10 years after graduation, 45% of college graduates remained underemployed. Conversely, 73% of college graduates who entered the labor market underemployed stay that way for 10 years. And do you know what an associate degree costs? This is a last year June analysis by campus. An associate degree costs about $11,600 a year, including room and board for a full-time student. That's $23,200 for the two-year degree. And if you've got student loans, oh my. You're going to be paying them back for a while. The average yearly cost to attend a four-year public college or university with room and board was $21,000. 
$35. So if you're going for a bachelor's, you're talking about a total of 84140 bucks for a bachelor's degree for which you're going to be saddled with student loans. That makes sense? Now, you price what a trade school costs. You're in there in and out in six months, and you got a job that pays anywhere from $17 to $25 an hour. And you have experience because you did this on the job training. That's the difference. Yeah. And they want to get on social media and whine about it. It solves nothing. So I guess you get what you get when you get on social media and go on a rant. I don't know what she was complaining about. She took that path. Remember that Robert Frost poem? When the two roads diverged and I, I took the road less traveled by. And that has made all the difference. That gives me a chill just saying it. Because you see, you shall know them by their fruits. And whatever decision they made, did they pray about it? Did they research it? Oh, no, we got to go get a college degree. You see, times have changed, folks. Manufacturing sector is dwindling in America. We need more of it. We were doing well when we had manufacturing, but of course, then all the environmental tree huggers come out and you're polluting the environment. Yeah, well, look at all these people out of work. Look at all these people getting laid off. And then all you people want to work remotely from home and you don't want to go back to work. And now you got AI that's going to replace you with computers that can't think straight, that sit there and put a black face on George Washington. <laughs> and then you got robots to compete with. Oh, that just makes a whole lot of sense. Well, robots don't fart like human beings do and pollute the atmosphere. <laughs> wow. What happened, Mother Earth? What's going on here? And now you've got Big Pharma. Let's throw them into the mix while we're at it. They're now saying getting the recombinant Zoster shingles vaccine, RZV or Shingrix, as it's known, if you have had an ocular shingles event, it may increase your risk of experiencing a second event, a recent study shows. Well, then why would you want to get one? To give the researchers at University of California, San Francisco, something to do? I mean, they're comparing to unvaccinated people with a history of ocular shingles. Those who received the RZV have a 93% higher rate of developing ocular shingles again. For those of you who don't know what shingles is, it's not something on the roof of your house. No, it's a, uh, an, a thing that's caused by chickenpox virus, varicella. After a person gets chickenpox, the virus retreats into the nerves and the body and becomes dormant. If the virus lies dormant in the nerves going into the eye, it can later cause ocular shingles during viral reactivation. About 10 to 20% of people who contract shingles will develop ocular shingles, according to the American Academy of Neurology, if you choose to believe it. Why would you even go out and get a vaccine? Because you're brainwashed into thinking whatever the CDC and the government says, you should go do. If the CDC and the FDA told you to go jump off a bridge, that that'd be a great cure for COVID, would then your brain kick in and logic would tell you, gee, if I jump off a bridge, I might die. No, Sherlock. <laughs> I cannot sometimes believe this garbage. And we're supposed to trust these doctors? Really? 
This is why we tell you to stock up on supplements at the Power Mall, folks. Because all of a sudden, if our system goes social, you will not be able to get in to see a doctor for years. Good luck. And we have a pharma, big pharma shortage. Gee, what happened to um, growing your own herbs? We have an article on why cilantro or coriander is good for your health. Maybe you should be growing some of that. Researchers at University of California, Irvine, have made an important discovery about cilantro and how it exerts its medicinal effects. Molecular action through which cilantro delays the onset of certain seizures and epilepsy and other diseases. The discovery could pave the way for development of more effective drugs. The herb cilantro is made of about 3,700 species, including celery, parsley, and carrots. It contains nutrients that offer various health benefits, including anti-cancer effects and improved skin health. The herb is a good source of antioxidants and helps to cut down on sodium intake. It's been consumed by humans for thousands of years. We're talking about cilantro here, but the mechanisms underlying the herb's beneficial effects have not been known. So now, Manville and Abbott Labs have shown cilantro as a highly potent activator in the neuronal voltage-gated potassium channel subfamily Q, or KCNQ. No, those aren't call letters. KCNQ dysfunction can cause severe epileptic encephalopathies that do not respond to current anticonvulsant medications. <sighs> so we have a natural medicine out there, cilantro, coriander. Huh. It's been used as a traditional anticonvulsant medicine, activates a class of potassium channels in the brain to reduce seizure activity. Imagine that. Meanwhile, those of you that like using stevia, to sweeten all your foods, there's known potential side effects on the gut microbiome and the brain. But of course, the experts have to jump in and explain the bottom line to how that works. Steviol glycosides, this group of substances, among which steviocide and uh, ribotioside A are the two most common in commercial products. Our stomachs and upper small intestines cannot break down or absorb steviol glycosides. Therefore, ingested steviol glycosides entered the lower gastrointestinal tract intact. In the colon, gut bacteria break down steviol glycosides into steviol, a process complicated or completed rather within 24 hours. Subsequently, most of it is rapidly absorbed into the bloodstream through the intestinal wall, while any unabsorbed steviol is excreted out the back door. Steviol entering the bloodstream is further metabolized into steviol glucuronide in the liver and ultimately excreted in the urine. This is why human experiments have shown no detectable levels of steviol in the blood after consuming this product. Hmm, interesting how that works. And of course, the gut microbiome, according to the studies, was done on mice. And of course, while the scientists talk about mice and humans sharing some similarities, many bacteria present in the mouse gut are absent in humans. So those of you who want to ignore that story, go right ahead and keep using it. 
In science and technology, by the way, did you know that despite the fact the Alabama Supreme Court declared that human embryos, including those outside the uterus, as children under state law, thus bringing them under the protection of the state's wrongful death laws, the Alabama Attorney General's office has now made it clearer in its position regarding the enforcement of this ruling in relation to IVF families and providers. Attorney General Marshall has no intention of using the recent Alabama Supreme Court decision as a basis for prosecuting IVF families or providers. According to a statement from his office, controversial ruling was the outcome of a lawsuit brought by several couples against the Center for Reproductive Medicine. These couples sought damages under Alabama's wrongful death of a minor act for embryos that were destroyed when an individual unlawfully accessed and removed them from the center's cryogenic nursery in December of 2020. Supreme Court's 7-2 decision unequivocally stated that the wrongful death of a minor act applies to all unborn children, regardless of their location, thereby setting a precedent that could have wide-ranging implications for IVF treatments, that's in vitro fertilization treatments, and reproductive rights in the state. And of course, my subsequent conversations with people about this, well, what happens if they suffer from an ectopic pregnancy, then what? In other words, the egg and the sperm are united inside a fallopian tube or outside the uterus, then what? And the mother's life is in danger, then what? See, that's the thing. When you don't look at all and analyze all of the aspects of reproductive rights, Things get crazy, don't they? Oh, here we go again. The U.S. is tracking a balloon flying over the West, but they, of course, the military says it poses no security threat. <laughs> really? It's flying at an altitude varying between 43,000 and 45,000 feet, according to statements. The balloon was intercepted by NORAD fighters over Utah and determined it was not maneuverable, and it didn't present a threat to national security. And, of course, NORAD is continuing to track and monitor the balloon. How are they doing that? Through radar? Are they doing it through physical fighter jets going up there? NORAD fighters, are you up in the skies now wasting all our tax dollars on jet fuel? You know, really, I think we've had enough of this. And NORAD, of course, is in close coordination with the FAA to ensure flight safety. About what? Flight safety of what? The balloon and its origin haven't been publicly identified, but it appears to be moving eastward with the jet stream, given its lack of maneuverability. Is it taking pictures? I mean, you don't know what's going on up there. Now we're just, here's another one, just like flying over the mid-America. Now, you know, it's left Utah, probably headed over Colorado. Wonder where it's going. Wonder if it's sending pictures back to China. Are we going to wait until it gets over the uh, Atlantic Ocean to shoot it down again? You see, the commander-in-cheat that controls all of this, they're the ones in charge. Not very smart, are they? A journalist accused of leaking videos of former Fox News star Tucker Carlson was arrested in Florida last week and hit with 14 federal charges. Timothy Burke, 45, was charged with one count of conspiracy, six counts of accessing a protected computer without authorization, and seven counts of intercepting or disclosing wire, oral, or electronic communications. He faces up to 62 years in federal prison if convicted on all counts. He was released on the condition he severs contact with the alleged co-conspirator. The DOJ said Burke and his co-conspirator secured and used compromised credentials, usernames, and passwords 
to gain unauthorized access to protected computers owned or used by the victim entities. The indictment said Burke and the co-conspirator were able to steal unaired Carlson video clips by hacking into StreamCo, a U.S.-based online media streaming company used by Fox. Federal prosecutors accused Burke and the co-conspirator of obtaining and stealing StreamCo proprietary information from its website and then used that stolen StreamCo proprietary information to intercept, download, and save the StreamCo broadcaster customer streams. The suspect allegedly stole video of Carlson caught on a hot mic after the Tucker Carlson Tonight Show had ended. We have a uh, new global engineering, a geoengineering watch post, number 446. Regions of China experience flash freeze down to six, minus 62.1 degrees Fahrenheit, while zombie fires continue to burn underground in Canada, even in winters. How many are looking toward the skies and taking notice of what has long since been occurring above our heads? Many are finally awaking to the fact that weather everywhere is completely chaotic and unprecedented. Would governments around the world inform their populations if climate engineering operations already been fully deployed? Short answer, no. Planet's life support system are hurtling towards abrupt collapse. How long till impact? That article by Dane Wigington, and there's a big video there that we're providing you with a link to on our email blast. Mercedes-Benz, by the way, the latest company backtracking on their plan to transition to selling only electric vehicles after 2030 with company officials saying market conditions have not allowed that to happen. Oh, gee, duh. The company had said it would commit $47 billion to electrifying its fleet. Now they're backing off of that. Why? Because nobody's buying electric vehicles. That's simple. Under gardening, farming, and homesteading, we have a, an article on pruning shears. Which one to choose? So... They're like garden tools that act like heavy-duty scissors for plants, by the way. You don't want to use the regular ones because you'll ruin them. Larger versions of these pruners are loppers and pruning saws. And we've got an article on there about which ones to buy because we're all about solutions here. The jury in New York has found NRA boss Wayne LaPierre liable in a civil case on Friday, ordering him to pay $4.3 million in damages for the mismanagement and misuse of charitable funds. The six-person jury found Mr. LaPierre violated his fiduciary duties, causing $5.4 million in damages to the NRA. Notably, they recognized he had repaid over a million to the charity, which reduced the net damages. In addition to the financial penalty, the jury determined Mr. LaPierre should be removed from his position as executive vice president of the gun rights group. Findings in many cases that overall, the NRA's business arrangements were appropriate. However, the jury found the NRA violated whistleblower protections in New York and failed to properly administer assets. We also are finding out now that a study finds hearing and balance disorders among COVID-19 vaccinated. We're talking about vertigo, folks. I know people that are experiencing vertigo, and it's because of the jab. They're also experiencing tinnitus. Makes an individual hear sounds like humming, ringing, or rushing in the absence of external stimuli. Vertigo makes people feel like they're spinning, can result in dizziness, but you got the jab anyway. Huh, interesting. That's what all the studies say. Under cancel culture, a man arrested for brutal murder of Georgia nursing student Lake and Hope Riley is reportedly a non-citizen from Venezuela. See, here's your headlines again. He's an illegal immigrant, like Phil said. Of course, now there's a public health crisis in L.A. 2,033 homeless people died in L.A. last year. 
nearly 300% increase from 2014. What are we supposed to say? Sorry, you're not trying hard enough. Now, why are they homeless? That's what I want to know. A lot of them died of drug overdoses. And of course, now we wonder what would happen if the entire girls team suspected that a transgender was playing for the other side and just simply walked out. You really think the NBA is going to recruit transgenders for professional sports, especially in the WNBA? Really? This is a result of two high school girl basketball players from the Collegiate Charter School of Lowell injured by a 17-year-old bearded transgender player opponent from the Kip Academy Collegiate School of Lynn, only in Massachusetts, folks. They chose to forfeit the game rather than risk further injury to their players. Two girls injured, 113 so they say, appears that Title IX, a federal law that protects students from being discriminated against on the basis of race, religion, and gender or gender identity, now has a constitutional amendment that prohibits the exclusion of boys from girls' athletic teams, prohibits schools from asking for any proof that would invalidate a male student's claim that they're transgender. Amazing how that works. Well, you know, I mean, if one of these transgender players that thinks he's a she wants to get out there and injure people. I wonder what would happen if the rest of the team came up and gave him a knee where it counts. Showed him what that material between his legs is used for. Do you wonder why they haven't done that yet? Maybe because they're afraid, well, that's unsportsmanlike conduct. Yeah, he's rolling around on the floor out of breath, isn't he, ref? Look what he did to our player over here. That's a guy. We know it's a guy. He's built like a guy, but yet he walks around saying he's a she. I think he's a little confused. So is Massachusetts for allowing it. Oh, by the way, forgot to mention here before we go to the phones and take our last two callers that uh, AT&T is making it right with a $5 credit to customers after last week, hours long outage, <laughs> which they said, by the way, was caused by a technical error due to the application and execution of an incorrect process used as they were expanding their network. It wasn't a cyber attack. Yeah, pay no attention to that man behind the curtain. <laughs> wow. All right, Kevin in Ohio. Good morning, sir. How are you? Morning, Dave. Doing fine, I guess. Still, we've got 60-degree weather. Uh, oh, a couple good. things. Phil, yeah, okay. uh, Phil in Florida, uh, I call them invaders. I don't call them anything else. Okay. Um, and you were bringing um, a dental um, preparedness last week. And I, I found a product back in 99 doing uh, Y2K stuff right. from a dentist. He sent me, we sent him a wish list for all, all kinds of our supplies, everything, sutures, you name it, we got it. And he recommended it to me to get a product called FS Hemostatic. I can't find them on the internet now, but it's a ferrous sulfate. And it's guaranteed, I mean, totally guaranteed, it'll stop bleeding. You can, you can, if you remove a tooth or have infection, uh, Anyway, bleeding. Okay. And, I wonder uh, if that's can, the same. I wonder, Kevin, if that's the same stuff that's in Bleed Stop. It may be, but it's ferrous sulfate. And okay. He, he I wrote it down. He was, even called into, he was called into a hospital because they had an emergency case. They couldn't stop bleeding. He brought this in there, uh, soaked the gauze, put it in the, in the gum, bang, stopped. Wow. Period. It's really good. Good deal. Um, and then lastly, did you, did you see the uh, the Italian comedian play Joe Biden this weekend? Huh. I did not, but I'm going to go look it up. 
I appreciate that. We're out of time. Going to the break and coming back with MK Sweeney on Skype for those of you watching us live about Illinois moving to make parenting illegal. Oh, my. We talked about it earlier in the show. We'll be back to talk to MK Sweeney after the break. Stay with us. iComplex CS is a comprehensive natural medicine formula to nourish and heal eye tissue formulated by a board-certified MD ophthalmologist, Dr. Robert Abel. Why you need vitamins for your eyesight? There is a direct and proven physiological connection between the nutrients we put into our body and the quality of our eyesight. Some vitamins for eyesight can be absorbed from the food we eat, but other vital nutrients cannot, especially if you're not eating a daily, nutritionally balanced diet. Additional supplements are essential for optimal eye health as well as your overall physical health. With 23 vitamins and nutrients such as N-acetylcysteine, which is important for removing toxic substances from the liver, this, the most complete clinical strength eye and total body multivitamin available in one supplement. Call the Power Mall at 877-817-9829 or order online at thepowermall.com. Come to the Power Mall today and purchase Mediterranean black seed oil from North American Urban Spice. Exclusively from the genetic source and never standardized. Cold pressed, it's so good it supports cardiovascular, respiratory, immune, digestive, neurologic health and so much more. Said to be good for everything but death itself, come find the best prices on black seed capsules or 8 ounce varieties when you visit thepowermall.com or call 877-817-9829 to purchase. It's Joy Schwiley with the Power Hour. There's something really fun and exciting about discovering products that make life more pleasant and enjoyable. Well, Miracle 2 soaps definitely fit that description. The shelves at the supermarket are packed with soaps and cleansers that are full of chemicals that slowly destroy our health and the environment. Miracle 2 products are all natural, like the green soap that can replace your bath, laundry, household soaps, and cleaning products. And please try Miracle 2's skin lotion. It's quickly absorbed and not greasy like all those other mass-produced lotions. Miracle 2 moisturizer is full of fabulous oils and emollients that leave the skin healthy and baby soft. I guarantee after you discover how amazing Miracle 2 products are, you'll recommend them to everyone you know. Just call 877-817-9829. That's 877-817-9829. Or visit thepowermall.com. You'll learn why so many people say it's not just soap, it's a miracle. boost your immune system naturally this year with all of oregano, a potent germ killer. This is the true wild oregano oil P73, a blend of edible spices of wild oregano grown on natural mineral-rich soils. Research published in the International Journal of Food Microbiology found that all of oregano is an excellent germicide capable of killing a wide range of fungi and bacteria. Get it today by visiting thepowermall.com or calling 877-817-9829. Hi everyone, this is Catherine, producer of the Power Hour. Not very many of you know that I suffer from an autoimmune disease, and one product that I depend on daily is Global Healing Center's organic plant-based selenium. Selenium is essential for optimal endocrine and immune function, and for moderating the inflammatory response. Not only that, but this essential trace mineral plays a vital role in promoting a healthy thyroid, maintaining cardiovascular health, and supporting metabolism. This expertly crafted supplement is extracted from the mustard seed plant. 
It is vegan-friendly and high bioavailable, ensuring optimal absorption of this powerful antioxidant. So whether or not you're dealing with an autoimmune disorder like me, or you simply want to boost your immune function, I recommend you try Global Healing Center Selenium from The Power Mall. It's available by going to thepowermall.com or by calling 877-817-9829. That's 877-817-9829. Many Americans are growing increasingly concerned about the rapidly growing U.S. government deficits. Recognizing the additional printing of paper money devalues U.S. currency. To compensate, American gold and silver coins will provide wealth protection. U.S. Coin Capital provides physical gold and silver coins delivered directly to our clients. You can reach us at 1-800-878-2646, uscoincapital.com. Three minutes after the hour of 8 a.m. Central Time here on the Power Hour. Dave Krieger with you. Thanks so much for shopping at the Power Mall and keeping us on the air in 2024. We really need your support. 877-817-9829 is the number to call. And, of course, um, I told you at the beginning of the show that M.K. Sweeney was going to be on with us. And she is here live in the flesh on Skype. We're watching her. You can watch this rebroadcast on Rumble as well as on our video link on thepowerhour.com. Those of you who don't have internet, Chucky Darn. Uh, we do have numbers you can listen to on TalkStream Live, of course, because we're on there as well. And people who listen on TalkStream Live are finding out that their signal is not cutting out as much, which means it's a very effective way to listen to the show. Um, M.K. Sweeney is the author of a book called The Magi of Miriam, The Magic of Miriam, The Boy Who Saved the Kingdom. She was born, and I told you this before, at NATO headquarters in Mons, Belgium, Subsequently moved with her family to Montgomery, Alabama, where she grew up. Way down in Alabama, Bama Lamb. Yep, she received her undergraduate degree from the University of Virginia's McIntyre School of Commerce. Oh, that's reputable. Uh, moved to Manhattan to work with a pension fund. Oh, you got to love those pension funds. Yeah, those securitized trusts. Yeah, okay. Prior to attending law school. Oh, all right. We get to ingratiate that too. That's good. It's wonderful. Um, she lives with her husband and their three children in Atlanta, where she serves as senior counsel for a global chemical company and writes fiction into the wee hours of the morning. <laughs> oh, wow. M.K. Sweeney, thanks so much. Is that Irish, by the way? Uh, the, the wee hours of the morning? No, the Sweeney is your, your the, name, Sweeney. The Sweeney. The Sweeney. It is Irish. The name originates from Ireland, although yep. I'd have to say we're not predominantly Irish in my family. But okay. we look like we are, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kind of do. Uh, yeah, got the red hair thing going on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We definitely celebrate St. Patrick's Day like like we're Irish. <laughs> yeah, I know. that. I mean, every day, I mean, our, our friends are calling us up going, are you guys doing corned beef again this year? I'm like, look, that is not a traditional Irish dish. I have been to Ireland. I have seen it. I love it. And I mean, the Irish breakfast and St. Pat's is not the, the fish and chips. That's what's and the Guinness is so fresh. That is what you die for to go over to Ireland. You didn't want to leave. And now they're being overrun. And now we have, you know, it's not just Ireland. It's all of Europe that's being overrun. The U.S. is being overrun. We have that in common. But see, now we have these states. And I've told everybody on this show, and we'll talk about a little bit about the book because it is a fiction. It's rather interesting. Uh, and I'll have MK explain exactly why it is that she wrote it that way so that people understand it's kind of an alternate 
between two individuals trying to break free uh, from the hell that they're living in, according to the way I looked at it. And I mean, you may take it differently if you read the book. Um, and of course, it's available through the powerhour.com if you look at our guest category. And uh, you can actually buy the book through that and we get a little something, something for it. It helps keep us on the air. But uh, we're here to talk about more specifically what's going on in the state of Illinois. And that is what I told you earlier in the show when we first started about the definition. And this is something Phil called us on here at the last hour of the show about the changing of words and what they mean. And this is the thing. I mean, we ha we're talking to an attorney right now, obviously, uh, that understands this stuff. And she's not Elle Woods, trust me. Uh, we're not talking about ammonium thiglocolate here. We're talking about, you know, what's going on in the state of Illinois with this House Bill 4876, which apparently is changing words. Yeah, Dave, thanks so much for having me on your show. It's a pleasure to be here with you and um, discuss this Illinois bill that's been proposed. It is very troubling. So there is legislation on the books, which is basically like your abuse and neglected child legislation, which most states have. And the bill that has been floated and being proposed in Illinois changes the abused child definition to um, provide that if you refuse your child to have transgender treatment, that that qualifies that you're abusing them. So you can have your kids taken away from you and all of this really curious um, repercussions for, for this, for your minor children. But two, I wanna to touch on this, and I don't know if you've touched on it on your show, but, and I come from a family that's all in medicine. Most everyone else in my family is practicing physician. Um, and I'm an attorney and I, I entered law in part to do med mal defense, right? So I'm not a particularly litigious individual, but I do find one of the most interesting aspects to this bill, just from a legal perspective, aside from the whole nature of it and the transgender issue, is that it, it actually negates um, the way the bill is drafted, it negates the professional liability for the doctors. And this is the only instance that I'm aware that a bill is attempting to do this. And I don't even know that they can because doctors are nationally registered. They're not state by state like attorneys. And the bill, the way the bill is drafted, it says, doctor, we don't need to get consent from your parent, who's the majority, right? The, the adult. Um, and typically in medical situations, it's the adult that is consenting to procedures and things for the kids, um, for the minors. This bill says we don't need to get the parent's consent. And not only that, but doctor, you're not going to be liable even if you don't get an informed consent for, for the child. Um, so it, it negates the, what in any other situation would be the doctor's liability. So I think about this bill and I think it's just so poorly drafted. I mean, it also contains... Um, contradictory language now within the bill because, um, and I wish I had the phraseology in front of me, but basically as a parent, you can be liable for refusing the transgender treatments, which includes like double mastectomies and things like that. But additionally, um, separate parts of the, the legislation, which was already on the books, says that as a parent, you're liable, or as a care, primary caregiver, you're liable if you allow a child to be incur bodily injury and things like this. So it, it, you know, to my way of thinking, some of these transgender treatments are, they, they are performing bodily injury. 
Um, so, you know, and if you read the actual language of the bill, it's even that much more like directly contradictory. So I guess, Dave, my thinking on this bill is it's very unlikely passed just because it's so poorly drafted. I mean, it, it's kind of asinine how it's drafted, but the fact that it is being proposed is very troubling. And there are these kind of, the, especially with the transgender issue right now, which is so hot, they're kind of percolating all over the country. I'm not sure if you're familiar with some of the stuff that happened in Indiana and New York and these other cases, but they're all sort of coming out. And it is, um, it is interesting. And there has been such hypersexualization for these, these minor kids, these young kids that are already hormonally confused because they're in the throes of adolescence and whatnot, and they're hormonally charged. And it, it, the, the, the Illinois bill, it really does read as an attack on parents and on an attack on the family and an attack on God. I mean, it, it just is really, really kind of deeply troubling. <laughs> Have you read up on the fight that's going on in the legislature right now over this House bill? Yeah, so I know that there's been a lot of protests and things of that nature. I know that there's certain um, women's groups and things that are protesting against this, like moms. Um, and I think that there are a number of people actually in the legislature which are deeply opposed to this. Um, so there's definitely like a backlash, a big backlash that is happening and has been happening since this is proposed. And as I said, again, I mean, I just cannot imagine that this thing is going to get passed. You have the whole transgender issue and the change to the abused child and the attack on the parents. And also, like I said, the thing about the doctors and taking away the liability and like, I am not, I am not a litigious person. I don't want to sue doctors. It is not physicians that are out here on the street corners trying to get your child to go in and, and have these transgender treatments and hormone blockers and all the rest of it. That's not what the medical profession is doing. It's coming more from schools and society. But, um, you know, the idea that you would negate professional liability for doctors and not require an informed consent in this particular instance is so bizarre. You get the you get the legislature to change the law, and this is what happens. I mean, that's why my PI attorney in California, his little joke that he sprung on the class we were teaching in Las Vegas together uh, was, "What do you call a physician in a suit? A defendant." <laughs> <laughs> so, um, <laughs> I knew yeah. you'd like that one. Uh, you know, it's, the thing is, though. See, I I really believe, and this is one of the things that. You know, if we have callers out there in Illinois that actually want to talk to somebody who's an advocate for parents, MK Sweeney is with us. And uh, understand that I think it starts at home with the proper upbringing. They really, in the schools, want to influence you, make you think, make your kids think there's something wrong with them, make you feel like they're dysfunctional, make them challenge their own identity. Parents, you've got to stand up and start telling your kids, look, this is the way it is. When you take God out of the schools and you let Satan in, this is what goes on. This is what happens to individuals and their kids. And now Washington State, they've got the same kind of legislation actually passed. And so what they can do is if the parents, they don't, don't have to have informed consent. And if the child says, I have a problem and mommy and daddy don't like it, uh, they take the child out of the home. End of story and make them disappear. This is, this is uh, about to happen. Well, it's not going to happen in Illinois. I really think the pushback starts at home. Uh, that's where you have this sit down with your kid and explain to them why they were born the way they were born. And if you have something to say, say it to mom and dad. Don't say it to the people at school, because if you do, your life is going to not only change drastically, but you're liable to disappear and you're going to end up as somebody's sex slave after they're done with you.
Do you see that as an outcome? Uh, sex slavery? I'm not sure about that, but what I would say is the whole transgender push. So I actually am not against transgender individuals. I'm not against homosexuals. My problem here is that this is being pushed on children. It's being pushed on minors. And it's 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 yet another instance of taking away parental rights and in, involvement in your kids' lives. Um, and so that's my real uh, kind of, that's the most troubling aspect to me about it. And I, as these cases started coming out about the transgender issue, I really grappled with why is there this hypersexualization and why is there this transgender um, issue? Because it's so bizarre and it's really just not that large a percentage of the population, right? And so why is this being targeted towards kids and why is it kind of happening and being pushed in some school systems? And it really does start to um, feel like a stripping almost of the identity, like an androgynous like type form where you know it's almost like this they're coming in and they're saying okay well you're not female you're not male we can all be the same and if you look at that over time I mean it almost starts to feel like this this communistic socialistic stripping of the identity like what happened in you know China and some other areas of the world traditionally a long time ago where you had to wear green you worked in the field you are all the same you know and and it it is there is something to this that is kind of um perverse about that you know and um because you wonder, it's just so bizarre. I mean, the whole thing, okay, they're trying to get kids to think about being changing their sex at a time when they have so many hormones going on and they're so confused. And there is this kind of escapism that adolescents do and feel, and they, they're not happy with the status quo, so they want to change something. So why don't I change my gender? But then they might really regret that in a few years. So it's like, but why is there this weird push? And honestly, Dave, that's the only thing I can think of is it's sort of like just a stripping of who we are and how we were created and more of like, we're all androgynous <laughs> and the government knows best. Um, right. See, they trusted us. They, they, they all 220 million people out there trusted the government during COVID. And a lot of them went out and these doctors obviously were pushing the jab most of our listeners did not get the jab, like myself. My wife didn't either. Most of our family did not. My son was forced to to keep his job. He's now having vertigo and other little instances going on. He's on high blood pressure medicine. And I'm just kind of like, look, he's a, a ticking time bomb. And as much as you feel sorry for him, uh, it was jabber job. And I've got people living across the street from me that were in Seattle, Washington. And he basically was told as a Seattle cop, jabber job. And he quit. And his wife had kids in Christian school and they were saying, well, we're all locked down, but you still got to pay uh, tuition for the Christian school to stay open. And they went, uh, uh, nuts to that time out. We're moving. And they did. They, they voted with their feet and got the heck out of Dodge. And that was in Washington State where all this garbage is going down. I mean, they saw the writing on the wall. Do you see a lot of, I mean, besides the protest, uh, what advice as an attorney, and I realize they haven't retained you, so, you know, basically everything we're talking about here is generalities, being a, being a paralegal that's written books like you have, uh, and we'll talk about the, uh, the Magi of Miriam here in a bit as to what it means, the symbolism behind it, but as an attorney, what can you tell people? Where does the education start now? At home? I mean, is that, am I right on point with that, or do you have something different? 
No, I think that you hit it on the head, and that's always been the case. The education starts at home. It's always been the parental involvement, and that's why you know a lot of these kind of programs, what have been No Child Left Behind, then the Common Core, and a lot of these things that are being pushed in the schools, which are just testing and things, and it's really taken any kind of influence away from the teachers and the parents, which are the, the individuals that should be most involved in the child, and that is just from a pragmatic standpoint, that, that those are the people who are, have the relationship with the child, care about the child. So yes, definitely, Dave, it comes to conversations that you have with your children, and don't shy away from this stuff. I mean, talk about God with them, talk about sex, talk about like, you know, this this stuff. I, I said on one show I was on, because we were talking about the transgender and hypersexualization, and somebody asked me where my kids go, and they go to a parochial school, but my seven-year-old is their youngest child, and she's come home several times from this parochial school and asked me if she's a lesbian. <laughs> and she, I said, I don't know, Mary, but I know you don't have to worry about it right now. She hasn't gone through puberty or anything. I mean, she's seven years old. So they're getting this stuff, and it's incumbent upon us to kind of educate them on what that means. And, you know, she is seven years old. She didn't really know the meaning of the word. She doesn't. So let me tell you, and the same stuff statistically has been shown about, you know, child, uh, teenage pregnancy. Like the more that you talk to your kids about it and develop that relationship where they come and have that comfort level and an understanding of what actually happens. And the, the statistics are that your child, your teenage child is less likely to get pregnant. So, you know, a lot of these conversations need to happen and, and that's parenting and that is the, the, the crux of it. But it is hard in some of these schools, and the parents are trying to fight it, where the parents are just being cut out. I mean, there was an instance about the transgender stuff in New York, I think, and it was this couple, and I guess they were divorced, and the father found out that the mom had been trying to transition their child with the help of the school, and they had just totally alienated and not, not clued the father in at all. And so he kind of had to get into this legal battle um, for his son so that and his the kid didn't want to do it <laughs> i mean this was not this was not about the child um and so you know if you, the school system is cutting out the parents and you can't have any involvement you don't know what's happening which i guess a lot of people kind of got clued into during covid when they went virtual and they're like oh my goodness the school system's teaching that <laughs> um so I, I, there has been this trend. Some people are pulling their kids out of school and homeschooling. I mean, a lot of people who, anybody can get out of the public school system who can afford it kind of is or has. And there's, and you know who gets, takes the brunt of it, Dave, is, is the, the, the more impoverished schools, the kids. I mean, that, this, the inequity that all of this stuff creates is heartbreaking. It is, and it's sad. And uh, one of the things that, you know, I, I, am able to understand and relate to is what they're doing to the children and the fact that your seven-year-old would come home and ask you, am I a lesbian? And they start acting it out because somebody put the idea in school, in their head, that there was something wrong and that they need to look inward in themselves. And, you know, it's okay to have girls that are friends. You can love them as an individual, as God loves you and as I love you. But the thing is, is that God intended you to be a, a woman that is part of the be fruitful and multiply equation 
And, uh, you know, they have to attack this stuff. And it's almost like counter-programming. That's what they have deprogrammers for. They would kidnap religious cult members and, and try to, you know, change their minds. I mean, for the parent, this is an ongoing process, almost counter to what the schools are teaching. Yeah. And I mean, look, if, if a small percentage of people who are homosexual, I think there is like a certain biological drive. And if my, one of my kids was homosexual, I would love them just the same, frankly, Dave. Like that's not the natural order, but I would love them just the same. But what I don't like, and I don't care whether it's lesbian or whatever, all the hyperemphasis on sex at such a young age is so confusing and it's so unnecessary. Like there is really no reason why kids who are seven, like she's not attracted to anybody sexually. She's seven years old. Yeah, <laughs> they, I get you know, that. You're, you're they're innocent. They're innocent. They're babies. I mean, they are. She's seven years old. It was only like three years ago. She was walking around. She's like, can squirrels talk? I mean, you know, so she is just, it, it is inappropriate for kids that age who haven't, to, to be having to worry about this stuff when they should be learning to read. And, you know, the reason why I wrote the Magi and Miriam series have nothing to do with this transgender or the hypersexualization. It was more just because I wasn't finding literature available for kids that had the traditional messaging, like the glorification of God messaging and the overcoming of insecurities and things like this. They're just, and especially even setting that aside and the glorification of God messaging, just books that were worth reading that were like well-written, I mean, with a nice plot, like it was just hard to find that type of literature um, available for middle grade kids and up. And so I started and felt very called to, to write this series for that reason. And it just happened to be written against this very woke backdrop that is plaguing our society right now. So the, the Magi and Miriam series oftentimes that people feel is very cutting edge and like anti-woke. Honestly, it's just, it's like C.S. Lewis, it's a Narnia meets the Hunger Games. That's the Magi and Miriam series. But um, because it doesn't, like I like to say, because uh, it's true, nobody in this book is trying to figure out which bathroom to use. Like it's not focused on these contemporary issues and a lot of literature for kids right now is. And I think that's inappropriate. I think that these kids should be focusing on um, the, the coming up with rising above their insecurities and things like that. And they should have entertaining reads to do it. And like C.S. Lewis has this great quote that I like to cite to. He said, since it is so likely that children will meet cruel enemies, let them at least have heard of brave knights and heroic courage. Otherwise you are making their destiny not brighter, but darker. So that's a quote from C.S. Lewis. And that's really the reason why I wrote the series um, is to arm our kids because it, everyone, you, me, children will have dark days. Like there will be times and bad things that happen to, to them and us and everyone that's part of um, humanity and that's part of life. But what is troubling to me is that people are not arming teachers, society, parents are not really giving their kids and equipping them with the capability to digest and move forward when those dark times hit. And so that's why I wrote this book and this series um but well, we it just, appreciate that 
Thank you. But well, it I know, is... there's a, there's the music. Oh. <laughs> I, I'd love to continue this conversation, but we're out of time. Darn it. Okay. The Magi of Miriam is available. And you want to get a copy, grandparents out there, because we have a lot of elderly listening to the show. Go to our website, thepowerhour.com. Go to the guest tab and click on the link, get the book, and share it with your grandkids. Thank you, MK Sweeney. We appreciate you. Thank you. So great. Thanks, Dave. Good to see you. Complex CS is a comprehensive natural medicine formula to nourish and heal eye tissue formulated by a board-certified MD ophthalmologist, Dr. Robert Abel. Why you need vitamins for your eyesight? There is a direct and proven physiological connection between the nutrients we put into our body and the quality of our eyesight. Some vitamins for eyesight can be absorbed from the food we eat, but other vital nutrients cannot, especially if you're not eating a daily, nutritionally balanced diet. Additional supplements are essential for optimal eye health as well as your overall physical health. With 23 vitamins and nutrients such as N-acetylcysteine, which is important for removing toxic substances from the liver, this, the most complete clinical strength eye and total body multivitamin available in one supplement. Call the Power Mall at 877-817-9829 or order online at thepowermall.com. Come to the Power Mall today and purchase Mediterranean black seed oil from North American Urban Spice. Exclusively from the genetic source and never standardized. Cold pressed, it's so good it supports cardiovascular, respiratory, immune, digestive, neurologic health and so much more. Said to be good for everything but death itself, come find the best prices on black seed capsules or 8 ounce varieties when you visit thepowermall.com or call 877-817-9829 to purchase. Hi, it's Joy Schwiley with the Power Hour. There's something really fun and exciting about discovering products that make life more pleasant and enjoyable. Well, Miracle 2 soaps definitely fit that description. The shelves at the supermarket are packed with soaps and cleansers that are full of chemicals that slowly destroy our health and the environment. Miracle 2 products are all natural, like the green soap that can replace your bath, laundry, household soaps, and cleaning products. And please try Miracle 2 Skin Lotion. It's quickly absorbed and not greasy like all those other mass-produced lotions. Miracle 2 Moisturizer is full of fabulous oils and emollients that leave the skin healthy and baby soft. I guarantee after you discover how amazing Miracle 2 products are, you'll recommend them to everyone you know. Just call 877-817-9829. That's 877-817-9829. Or visit thepowermall.com. You'll learn why so many people say it's not just soap, it's a miracle. 
boost your immune system naturally this year with oil of oregano, a potent germ killer. This is the true wild oregano oil P73, a blend of edible spices of wild oregano grown on natural mineral rich soils. Research published in the International Journal of Food Microbiology found that oil of oregano is an excellent germicide capable of killing a wide range of fungi and bacteria. Get it today by visiting thepowermall.com or calling 877-817-9829. 